everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. Uh, what is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. It doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Kitty. That's a lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the ocean. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, I'm Max. I'm Victor. And I'm Kitty. And after a lot of frustrating technical issues with our fancy schmancy new microphones. Oh, it's so fancy. It is so fancy. We are Hounds of Horror. Can you just feel my voice in your eardrum balls? Earballs? Sound holes. We are a weekly horror podcast where we get together and we talk about things that relate to horror movies. Yes, we, myself, and I. <laughs> you can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook and an Instagram and a Pinterest and not a Twitter because Twitter's stupid and I don't like Twitter. We're going to have an OnlyFans soon starring me and you're all going to love it. Men too. Men too. You know, one of my friends actually just started an OnlyFans and, or started some sort of sex work, and she made a hundred dollars in one night. No big. <laughs> I mean, but this week we watched Dead Silence. I almost said Dead Space. Now that's not true. It's Dead Silence. Did you watch the unrated version or did you watch the rated version? I watched, I think, the unrated extended edition. Oh, because that's what I had available. Can you say extended edition again? Extended edition. I like the way that you have that did it as you're saying it. I like that. That's proper. It is. I'm not saying it's not. I was just <laughs> commenting. Don't be so defensive. I was commenting well, and saying you. it was very nice. Extended edition. What do you think of my hair? I like it. Thank you. I was actually just thinking about your facial hair and how I approve of the length that it's at now. It's a good length. It is. Thank you. I am uh, very uh, narcissistic. So. I need to stop touching my So if, um, if you were all hoping that with our better, better audio Betty setup um, that we would be more professional and we would be more succinct, we would get to the point faster. Um, no, there is no amount of... There's no point. There's, there is no amount of audio equipment. <laughs> there's no point to there's this. There's no point. There is no point. <laughs> <laughs> if you're all looking right. for an end, there is none. Uh, all right. So this week we watched uh, Dead Silence. I said Dead Silence. Did you? Oh, I'm it was sure a right now, actually. 2007 movie. It came out the year I graduated high school. Oh, I know. Wait, high school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am older than you. You are. I couldn't believe how old that was. And that was like, I watched The Ring, of course. I was terrified by Duh. that movie. But that was, Dead Silence was like the next movie where I was like, oh, shit. I want to crap myself. <laughs> That's fair. And it was actually directed by James Juan. James Juan. And he produced The Conjuring 2. 
I'm sorry, it was produced by him. Oh. Wait, was it produced or directed? No, directed. It was directed I don't know. by I James I looked Wan. up actor stuff. But he is one of the writers for the Saw movies. I, I had something else to say about Saw. Yes, me too. Okay. Let's go. All right. All right. So, let's talk about actors. <laughs> let's do that. Uh, first off, we have Ryan Quanton. That's how I'm saying his name. As He's Jamie Ashen. Australian. Yes. And there is... Some part in this movie, I actually forget where it is. I think it's towards the end. But he says, like, he has a very... He's good at talking like an American with no accent. But at one point he says, like, idea or something Yes, he like, puts an R on the end of something. I heard it, too. And I'm like, ah, you fucker. You're not from here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard it, too. Such a creepy way to say, you're not from here. <laughs> Which is fine. I I love Australian stuff. I prefer people who aren't from here. Who did you say was Australian but wasn't? Mel Gibson. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> There. By you association, right. he is. Uh, <laughs> By association, he is. Because I love Mad Max, and he's Australian. Anyway, Ryan Quanton. Uh, he was in True Blood, and he was <laughs> Breeze in one of my all-time favorite movies, Hurricane Heist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the brother of the extremely southern guy in Hurricane Heist. I told you about this, Victor. You was told me about it. Was southern in Hurricane Heist as well? He's his brother, but... He doesn't sound Southern to me. That's really funny because in True Blood, he does have a Southern accent because it takes place in Louisiana. Wow. And he plays the brother of Anna Paquin in True Blood, and her accent is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in Hurricane Heist, the main character, he talks like this, like he's from down south, like way down south. And Ryan Quentin doesn't sound like that. That's so funny. And it's a great movie. It's got that really deep-voiced Irish guy from The Witch, where it's so deep, you almost have no idea what okay. the fuck he's saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you have to put the subtitles on, because he's it's like on a different wavelength. But they decide to rob the U.S. Treasury during a hurricane, because that's the best time to do it. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, that's true. It's about as amazing a concept as uh, the, the haunted bank vault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, him and James Franco would get along, probably. And for some reason, um, oh, not Ryan Gosling. Uh, Ryan Quanton. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... Reynolds? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. For some reason, Jake Gyllenhaal would be there, too. <laughs> Carl Urban? <laughs> My mind works in mysterious ways. I can't be expected to explain why. Who's that guy? Ryan? No, Jake Gyllenhaal. Patrick Stewart. That's right. I get Maggie Gyllenhaal and the girl from Spider-Man mixed up a lot. Kirsten Dunst. I was about to say Cameron Diaz. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, who else was in it, Max? Nobody that matters. Oh, oh I'm no, just kidding. That is I'm not kidding. True. I'm kidding. There's at least one more that matters, and I'm going to read them all, though, because I did work on this amber valletta played ella ashen the stepmother i suppose okay she was allegra in hitch and audrey billings in the transporter 2 she was also in the abc show revenge i never saw it it's ridiculous but also very good (laughs) well there you go that's all what was it called ridiculous revenge revenge and we also have donnie Wahlberg. of course uh, he was Eric Matthews in Saw 2. 
which I think is the cop. Is that the cop? Not, not in Boy Meets World, <laughs> which also has an Eric Matthews. <laughs> not that. <laughs> has he ever been in a movie with his brother? They were in a band together, weren't they? I don't comment on that because I don't want to get punched in the face. Boys for now. No. <laughs> okay. That's fucking from Bob's Burgers. I'm so okay, sorry. You, you were thinking of Boys to <laughs> Men. That's the band from Bob's which Burgers. Which is also not at all what he was in. Boys for now. What am I? New Kids on the Block. No. Marky <laughs> Mark and the Funky Bunch. Seriously? Yes. yes. No way. I watched that Till Schweiger movie and it had New Kids on the Block. And uh, one, of the, one of the Wahlbergs was in it. I'm not saying he wasn't in that too, but I'm pretty sure. Let's look it up. Mark Wahlberg, yeah, his his band name was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. The Funky Bunch. No, no, I'm putting in New Kids on the Block so we can see who's in that. He was in both. Wait, what? From 1999 to 1993, he was in Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. From 1984 to 1985, he was in New Kids on the Block. So okay, well, New Kids was for, definitely around longer than for, that, so he was only in it for one year. For one year. He was like, "Fuck!" But this. I swear to God, that German movie that I want us all to watch sometime with Till Schweiger. They're going to see a medieval band concert, and it's new fucking kids on the block. That's really funny. <laughs> and I swear to God, Mark Wahlberg gets hit in the face with a chastity belt. Like, I believe it. <laughs> so he was in New Kids on the Block for one year and got enough of an ego that he decided to start his own band with his own basic backup singers um donnie Wahlberg also played duddits in dreamcatcher yes we were having that conversation last night at some point we'll do dreamcatcher because i don't remember that movie other than that it was fucked up i'd rather not because it sucks compared to the book (laughs) well that could be said about the book that could be said about about he was a freaking alien at the end of it i'm saying like this so they can't hear me I can still hear you really, really well. Spoiler alert. Duddits is a fucking alien in the movie. Right. I'm Duddits. Ah, uh, Duddits. As far as I remember, he wasn't an alien in the book. All he did was make the thing eat bacon so he shit himself and slowed him down. <laughs> Raw bacon. Please leave that in. Just just leave that in. <laughs> That's what I remember from the book. They brought Duddits along to track the alien as he was driving down to wherever the hell. And he's like, hey, you like meat stop and get some meat and the guy stops and starts eating raw bacon and he has the shits and it keeps him from getting so far away they can't catch him uh well you need some goldenrod tea for that <laughs> yes isn't there a really just never mind okay back on track you guys <laughs> we're and professionals remember we had uh, judith anna roberts as mary shaw oh yes she was also judge shaw in death sentence which was actually a pretty good movie are they related <laughs> I think it's I think it's um, like Judith Roberts as Judge Shaw as Mary Shaw, <laughs> but without the makeup. Okay. Or the dolls. Although, see, I wasn't gonna say this in case she ever hears this. She didn't need a lot of makeup to look scary. <laughs> she was a good-looking woman in her younger days, but in her older age, she is just like cadaverous and creepy. She's very thin. Yes. Very thin. Which I guess is that's what you want for ghosties. Sure. But, Fat ghosts would just be funny. I'm sorry, Judith Roberts. I'm not going to look great when I'm old. I can promise you that. <laughs> Are you going to be a fat ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the chair. Just be scared. <laughs> uh, she was also the whore of Babylon in the late great <laughs> planet Earth. I wish she would have just stopped there. <laughs> she was also the whore of Babylon. <laughs> it's in the Bible, but... Um, <laughs> And then, last but certainly not least, we have Bob Gunton. Gunton sounds like what I have right here. Like, this is my Gunton. Um, He's shaking his 
bowl full of jelly. <laughs> Excuse me? It's like half full. Some of our best stuff is just because we left the recorder on. Okay, so were we done introducing actors? No. Okay. We were on Bob Gunton. He has been in many, many, many things. My favorite thing that he was in was he was Chief George Earl from Demolition Man. This Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. And Sandra Bullock. And I didn't write him in the actor list, but Keir Gilchrist was the young Henry Walker. Yes. From Detroit. From It Follows. It Follows. In Detroit. Vic actually picked up on that. He um, made me go back and pause it. <laughs> he was like, wait! <laughs> yeah. He's a little kid, though. That's him. Very, very short amount of time. Were you going to talk about what else they've... No, you've already talked about what else they've been in. Oh, man. We're out of practice. No, we're not. Right. Okay. <laughs> you would talk about phobias. I was going to, but I was afraid I was stepping, overstepping onto your toes. I haven't there. done a phobia since, like, Oculus. And no. that was our third episode. <laughs> I mean, normally, like, normally you and Max talk about, like, actors... And what else they've been in and who directed it and stuff. I guess you already did that. I just We've been doing a lot of that stuff. You haven't been listening. Normally, so with the way that You we, would know. <laughs> the way that we used to do it is that I would read off who all was in it and a synopsis and right, right, a director right. and stuff. But somebody felt like I was stepping on their toes whenever I was doing that. Is that me? Yeah, you. I guess. Well, okay. Because then you talked about all the actors and I was like, well, they've also been in this. So, like, <laughs> uh, there is absolutely a fear of dolls. It is called... Pedophobia. Yes. This huh. is called pedophobia. It sounds like a fear of something else. It sure Children. does. Yeah. <laughs> <Feet>. And yeah. <laughs> basically it, it's exactly what you think it would be, and it's caused by exactly what you would think it would be. Except occasionally it can be caused by traumatic events. Um but <laughs> the most common uh therapy is exposure therapy. <laughs> where they just put you with a bunch of dolls. So that you can eventually realize that they're not going to hurt you. But that would be a terrible time to find out one of them was possessed. Um, yeah, that'd be a great movie, though. One be. of my friends who listens to the podcast actually has a fear of dolls and doesn't enjoy letting her children have, have dolls because she's afraid of them. Well, don't ever tell any kind of medical professional because they're just going to stick you in a room with a bunch of dolls until you're not afraid anymore. Yeah. Or you yeah, tell yeah. them that you're not afraid anymore through gritted teeth. <laughs> that's fine i'm not afraid i love these dolls i'm practicing my ventriloquism oh god so anyway there's that for you catotrophobia so, i just have to say that <laughs> so we start with what is often a porn trope where a guy is under a sink trying to fix it failing miserably right then, in front of my salad and she comes out and she's all like you're not yeah. gonna fix it and he's like I said I was going to, and I was going to make you a fine dinner, which he says there's multiple courses or something, but he doesn't have anything out and prepared or even started, so no. I don't think he was really planning on it. What's he need a working drain for to make dinner? I don't know. Also, why could he not have at least gotten the rest of it started, or maybe just worked around the broken drain to make as much of the dinner as he could? I think it was an excuse. I think so. Yeah. Unless it was like the garbage disposal, maybe? Possibly. But then that's just laziness. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, so, the actress that plays Lisa... Yeah, I didn't actually put her in my actor list. <laughs> I mean, she's only in it for like three seconds. Three seconds. Long enough to give us some exposition on the fact that she's pregnant and then scream. So, yes, Max, I'm going to ask you to do an exercise which... 
we've arguably done in the past, a thought exercise. Let's imagine that you and I were a couple. Mm-hmm. Let's imagine that you've just attempted to fix the sink and we've had a nice exchange. And I'm like, ha you're not going to fix it. We'll get takeout. And then you hear a knock on the door and somebody delivers us a package. What would you do? If neither of us ordered it? Yes. And it had no return address and only a hand-drawn um, recipient. Curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. Okay. So I would open that shit. I would probably open it too. <laughs> okay. So let's Carefully. go step, fur- step further. Once we opened it and you saw what was inside of it, what would you probably want to do? I would have shut the thing back up inside of it and thrown it out of the apartment. That's what I thought. <laughs> I would have looked to see what it was worth and sell it on eBay. <laughs> I think I probably would have burned it personally. Hand carved ventriloquist dummies probably cost a lot of money. They were probably worth something. But Hand carved ventriloquist dummies that are delivered to you nondescriptly with no return address uh-huh. in a butcher's wrap or butcher paper wrapped box is creepy as fuck you don't fucking send that to somebody especially if your hometown was plagued by a weird <laughs> poem like that's the thing like later on he's like there's a story in my hometown like why now is that a concern we're getting his origin story <laughs> about it like he didn't know about it like because Lisa yeah. was like, don't you remember the poem from when we were kids? And then she recites it. And Also, how many kids are left in that town? Like, were they the only two <laughs> who were destined to get so. together? Um, so I found one on Etsy, and it's $1,600. I don't know That's if I could put up with Mary. Chump change to put up with a fucking doll like that in your house. <laughs> I'd do it. Ew. Ew. Uh. Folk art ventriloquist dummy doll puppet figure manne- mannequin vintage. $5,000. Look how fucking creepy this thing is. <laughs> it's the one on the stick. It's like not even, it doesn't even have a body. We'll put it up on uh, our Facebook page so you guys can see it. But it's, it's, it's a little creepy. So he goes to get a takeout. He does. He does. And she puts on the kettle for some tea. And she's talking to the doll. Everybody in this movie's talking to the doll. Yes. Like, crazy lady, I can understand that. But, like, Lisa talks to it, like, Get Lisa, I'm going to scare what's-his-face. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how old are you? Okay, but to be fair, I was just having this conversation with my mom the other day. I spend my... Were you, or was it a doll? It was my mom. (laughs) And you were like, yes, my daughter, I'm going to... Like, Norman Bates. (laughs) And I was in the bathroom with a butcher knife going, oh my god. (laughs) Um, But I spend all day... She doesn't have kids, but maybe she's a teacher or something. But I spent all day narrating my day so that, like, it can improve my kids. Okay, hang on. You jumped from talking about your mom to talking about Lisa with no pronouns in between. So we had no way of knowing whether you were talking about your mom or not. And you said she doesn't have kids. (laughs) Lisa. Yes, from the movie, Lisa may not have kids. And I spend all day talking to my children to help develop their speech and narrating what I'm doing to help do that. And then I go to the grocery store and I'm walking through the aisles going, I'm just going to get some juice and I'm going to get some apples. And I do that to myself, walking through the store like a crazy person. Can you not do that? Would I it... It literally because is subconscious. people might associate us with you. Like... <laughs> it's subconscious. <laughs> like, I don't realize I'm doing it until I'm talking out loud and the person next to me is like, eh. Would it make it better or worse if we had a ventriloquist dummy on your arm? <laughs> See, I mutter to myself in the store. I yeah. should start... And if someone's like, what'd you say? I'm like, what am I fucking talking to you? Like... You know. I should start carrying a taxidermy raven around with me. Yeah, I should. <laughs> Alright, so he gets takeout. 
I, no idea what he gets, honestly. Chinese. Well, Lisa gets taken out. <laughs> Sorry. Parts of her get taken out. You were waiting. <laughs> Just waiting. I saved that one up all day. She's, Written on the back okay. of your hand. <laughs> but she, she's setting up Billy the doll to... Billy Crystal. Yes. Yeah. To Billy be scarier. <laughs> If I pulled back my bed sheets and Billy Crystal was there, I would shit my pants so hard the fucking wall would explode. Good to know. Sorry. Anyway, she's setting up Billy to <laughs> scare Jamie. Yes. Because she's an asshole. <laughs> and she's talking to the doll like this. And it's... Yes. And then she goes to grab... For some reason, she's going to get into something more comfortable or whatever. And she goes into her closet to get something. Oh, get, maybe she's getting the sheets. She's looking for pillows and stuff, I okay. think. Okay, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, she right. got the pillow. She promises out. Billy seven minutes in heaven with her Barbie if he scares yeah. Jamie. Oh, my. That's like the size of Jamie's alone, not getting like... takeout. He's going to have you committed. Like... <laughs> yeah, also, just... <laughs> like, that's like a great Dane and a Dachshund. Like... <laughs> Uh, don't think about these analogies <laughs> but yeah and like as after she gets like there's no reasonable explanation for why the doll's head is turned from looking straight forward to completely to the side like there's no reasonable explanation and she's just like huh yeah, weird and then she throws the sheet over it gaslighting herself yeah <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie yet and you're going to watch it after you've listened to this podcast <laughs> You should make a drinking game of every time they zoom in on the doll's face and the eyes move to the side. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. We don't be responsible for your death. <laughs> I didn't say what they should be drinking. Oh, I did write, I, I guess it's before Jamie leaves. Like the doll's mouth like. Yeah. yeah. And they're open, both like. It's like a silence like that. I, I don't like it. Yeah. Because it's weird. I don't have pedophobia. Pedophobia. Um, so. I wouldn't like, like. This is uh, the first kind of i'm sorry for saying like so much like 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 it's fine we all like to like it um so like my first like sort of criticism comes in whenever i don't understand who thought that because a ventriloquist throws their voice that also means that their ghost would be able to like manipulate sound in an area like it's a cool effect and i don't i'm not knocking the movie because it's actually kind of cool but I don't understand how she sucks the sound out of the area that she haunts for a few minutes. What? I also wrote that I don't like that. The dead silence is awful. I just, well, it is, but I don't get what's the point. Mm -hmm. Like. I don't know. That's just what you did. Oh, Oh. I didn't mean to. (laughs) (laughs) Max is throwing hand signs. Um, Because I feel like I can't hear. So now I (laughs) got But I just like I don't I don't understand. It's like someone someone put some vague connection between like controlling sound and the mimicry that people do by throwing their voice, and they were like, "Yeah, wouldn't I like it's a cool effect." I just don't understand it. Like I don't understand how her abilities are, uh, encompass that. I don't want to get into that because it just goes along with the Polaroid thing. And I know I chose both of those movies, but it's it, <laughs> just like an evil ghost who was an asshole in real life and yet still gets to be an asshole in the afterlife and get revenge on the people who, who can, tried to bring justice to that thing. Okay, so I don't think she was. We'll get into that. Okay, we'll get. Um, to it. Mary so, Shaw can't make blades out of her arms, though. No, in life no. or death. But she can apparently use a doll to throw a woman across the room so that she'll scream so that her tongue can be removed. 
Yeah, well, not on the first try, apparently. She tried and did something. She, like, made her mouth bleed intensely, but didn't actually yeah. pull her tongue out well, until the second attempt. I think that was the being thrown across the room. Well, no, I think it was, um... I don't know if this is appropriate for the podcast, but he... Well, Mary Charlotte gave her an abortion. She would be bleeding out of her vagina, not out of her mouth. <laughs> but that was the whole point of killing Lisa. That yes. was the whole point of killing her, but I just, I don't, maybe, maybe that's that was like it. you hear like the, the slicing noise. I think that's what that was. Oh, she stabs her, and that's why she's bleeding out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. I missed that part. Where she did she get the knife? Ghost shank. She had long fingernails. I think they're scissors, actually. Where did she get the scissors? She uses them to make doll stuff. But like Billy didn't have them like up his sleeve, did he? Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Pretty Boy comes back to the apartment, and he's all like, whoa, she's got music playing, and she's got tea on. And then he's doing that thing that they do in movies where, like, he's yelling for somebody. Although, he did think that she was trying to prank him. And then (laughs) he thinks the blood all over the floor is part of the prank, too. He's like, what the fuck? And she's like, it's okay. He's like, all right. And And then you see her face, and she has been... The ringed, and it's all like she has been the ring. It's very similar. It's very reminiscent of that. What year was the ring? That was Four two, years before that. Two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah, I it was very all of these ghosts Sitting around a round table, being like, "Oh, that's a really cool way to kill people. You mind if I steal that?" And they're like, "Yeah, go for it." Like, <laughs> and then I came out of the TV, and my hair was covering my face. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cops show up, and there's like. A female detective, and then there's douchebag detective, Detective Lipton, like the T. She's only there for him to objectify her and be a douchebag, so we hate him. (laughs) That's the only reason she's there. Yeah. For him to just be an asshole. And then they're in the station, and he's questioning Jamie. And he gets out his his, uh, (laughs) shaver. Yeah, like a... Yeah, electric electric razor. Yeah, but it's like a box. It's weird. It's like yeah, it's like this little like battery powered box, and (laughs) at that point, (laughs) it really started to feel like Twin Peaks. A little bit. Like it was so weird. It just everything got really weird after that point. It started to feel like real life for me after that, because what a weird thing to do that you carry your shaver around. (laughs) <laughs> and just whenever it's convenient you just start buzzing your beard but i used to go to church when i was a young lad believe it or not i know it turned out so different now believe it or not that you were young or believe it or not that you used to go to church either or <laughs> you were born a grumpy old man i was and i was because i was like seven and i looked across i hear like this noise like just like a click click and i'm like what is that and the person sitting across the pew for me has their fucking nail clippers out while the sermon's going on, just cutting their fingernails. Ew. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Please tell me you said that to a person in the middle of church. Well, you were seven. I almost did. <laughs> well, you were a young lad. I, I almost got up. Like, I was looking at him. I'm like, and then he was like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this here. And I'm like, like, whatever. I God, couldn't believe it. God smote him. Smote him. <laughs> disgusting i bumped it'd be like if right now we were doing the podcast and i just took off my pants started shaving my sack like i don't don't think that's the exact same thing (laughs) i mean that would just be a typical saturday really (laughs) 
Uh, My next note is nice car. (laughs) (laughs) But like, so I said this to to Kitty. It's like, what did you say? What's his first name? Wahlberg? Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. It's like Donnie Wahlberg either was told or saw like some kind of some kind of like hard-boiled report or hard-boiled detective show and was like they all have this cool affectation like <laughs> and he's like I'll, I'll get one too like my affectation will be i'll use an electric razor in every scene and like like that made him it was part of his character or something like just maybe it was written into the script but like it just felt really weird and like it didn't need to be there at all i don't know it was just so strange like from that point forward, the movie, like, couldn't decide if it was taking itself seriously or not. And it yeah. just, like, so they also named the, the town Raven's Fair. Did they? Um, I had no idea. They put it on everything they possibly can. Yeah. The motel. There's, like, a thing in the beginning where um, <laughs> it's, like, on the box that uh, Billy came in. It's on the cemetery. Yeah. It's on, like everything the bridge they're going into the town it's like the person who came up with that and was like this is really cool and if you're gonna use it you need to use it like all the time <laughs> people will forget they're watching a movie if we don't reinforce this fictional town i drove through a village once called lawn and on the sign it said lawn renamed from rose in honor of somebody and i thought rose would have been a beautiful name for a village rose village lawn <laughs> I'm sorry if you named it after like a war hero or something, but come on now. We support all flowers on this lawn, not just the roses. <laughs> so he goes to his dad's house. His stepmother answers the door. Who's never met him? Yeah. Yes, and she and hugs she's him. Like, oh, it's so good yeah. to see you, and like gives him a hug and says all this stuff, and he's like, "Um, who are you?" And. <laughs> Whatever. That is you peeking out there. It is. It is me. I'm sorry. He goes into his dad's house and, like, he apparently grew up very, very wealthy. Yes. It would seem so. Um, I think they had a fortune in toothpicks, would be my guess. Toothpicks. Yeah, like, that's like the old-fashioned Raven's Fair thing. Like, buy a action toothpick and your <laughs> teeth will be cleaner than Mary Shaw's. I don't know. The town looked like something out of Seven Days to Die. Yes. Or it looked like um, fucking Centralia. <laughs> a little it did. bit. It, it like weirdly compact and like very undeveloped. So like there was one main strip. It was like a really compact <clears throat> town and like it, it was oddly underdeveloped. So there was like one main strip that had like a couple of shops on either side. And that was it. You could just see the puddle of broken dreams where there was like somebody on the corner who used to be going like, come on down and try whatever, Dr. Fossey's, you Snake know. oil. <laughs> Snake oil ointment for your snakes, but <laughs> um. but part of my problem with all of this is um, like they have a poem about Mary Shaw, apparently, and they all hate her. But also, he doesn't remember the poem. He doesn't, and this stuff happened in like nineteen thirteen or something like nineteen fourteen. It's not that old. Yeah, to apparently. have like a legend crop up around it. Like if my mother. <clears throat> If my mother had told me a story, a poem, going to bed, that was horrifying, I would remember it. First note on the second page. Forever. Why would you read that to your kids? Forever. <laughs> if you see her, don't ever scream. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Sweet um, dreams, baby. <laughs> you look really tired. I didn't sleep. <laughs> well, 
in this instance, they believed in in the legend of Mary Shaw. Like My they thought that she was is, a thing. Right. So telling your kids this thing and not actually instructing them about it, you hope that maybe they'll remember it whenever. But that's not any different than being like, "Good night, sweetie," and just remember, there's people out there who will kill you <laughs> if you're not protected. <laughs> Good night. There might be one under your bed. I'm not going to check because I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> me as a mother <laughs> if i check they might kill me so you better check <laughs> come on you smell her you you're smaller you put into smaller places you smell her <laughs> you smell her <laughs> uh, anyway so, he's talking to his dad <sighs> yeah and his dad's all like oh, i'm not gonna move or anything. i had a stroke <laughs> he doesn't say that she tells him that but uh, he's, we're supposed to believe that he's changed and he's reformed and like and we I didn't know him now. before that Let, <laughs> let's try to start over <laughs> we'll build a new relationship <laughs> from the terrible loss of your wife who was brutally murdered just a couple hours ago but fatally murdered fatally murdered <laughs> fatally murdered by tongue stretching <laughs> and he offers to pay for the um funeral arrangements funeral arrangements. yes um and Jamie's all like, rah, rah, fuck you, and leaves. Yeah. And <laughs> he goes to see... No, he, go... he goes to the hotel, I guess. And takes the doll with him. I think so. Yes. Yeah, because my next note after that is, fuck that doll. And this is where we start doing, like, the real zoomy-zoomy in on the on the doll's eyes mm-hmm. while it's like... Mm, I think it's looking creepy. around. Mm. That is a little creepy, yeah. I mean, well, no, he's not looking around. His eyes just, like, slowly move until they're looking at Jamie. And then his mouth does that thing, then. And they have that, like, slow, creaking, like, a weathered rubber band sound that's just awful. <laughs> well, did he... I guess he must have... He must have gone to see... Henry. Henry first. Probably. I think he has a short conversation with Henry, and he talks about, about the arrangements. the casket, because he's like said something about like did you decide on the type of casket that you'd want or something and then he's like i didn't even talk to her family about this and it was he says like he called him once yeah yeah he said and we didn't, didn't talk, talk about, about casket style. i imagine their question was what the fuck <laughs> but we also meet marion at the beginning there mm-hmm. too marion and she's sitting on the front porch and this also felt very twin peaksy She's sitting there with a stuffed raven, petting it and talking to it like it's alive. She's yeah. doing that. <laughs> it reminded me of the log woman from Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> then after he leaves, Henry goes down and he, like, the body has arrived. And, oh, because they have the discussion, when's she going to get here? And <laughs> I wish there was, like, a funeral crier that would be outside and be like, the body has arrived! <laughs> <laughs> Five o'clock! The body has arrived! <laughs> holdover from the old Raven's Fair days. <laughs> um, but yeah. he opens the, the body bag and he's like, no, it can't be. Or something oh, like that. shit. Yeah. Because yeah. he recognized the mouth. Well, oh. it can't be this thing that I know it is, but I'll do nothing about. <laughs> yeah. And then Marion's hiding under the fucking house. <laughs> In the crawl space. In the crawl space. <laughs> if you build a house, don't have a crawl space. Why would you have a crawl space? They did things differently back then. There was shit there were like old lamps and things in there i don't know it was really strange and if the... you're gonna build a storage space build it so you can stand up in it my friend yeah. growing up had a had like a crawl space but it was like you had to go through this little 
hallway that you couldn't stand up in. And then it was like a room that you could stand up in, but barely. It was very weird. It was At their first toy you room. couldn't stand up in it, but then you could. Yeah, wow. exactly. That's a crazy crawl space. It was really weird. <laughs> it was super weird. I was just about to say that I once worked with someone who looked exactly like Henry Walker. I mean, to a T. <laughs> and I said, have you ever been in movies? Mm-hmm. No. Are you sure? Are you positive? <laughs> that wasn't you. <laughs> so he goes to his hotel. Yeah. And he's there for the first night. Yes. And he has nightmares, I think, about the doll. No, they're not nightmares. They're, they don't do the typical movie trope where he like wakes up from a dead sleep. Like I'm pretty sure he turns on the light and that's what stops it. Oh, it's the next night. It's the next night. He... Why am I having such a hard time remembering? At what point did he talk to Henry Walker about Mary Shaw? Because Henry goes, It wasn't that day. It wasn't. Don't, we don't say her name. Yeah, it wasn't that day. Um, the next day they went and uh, had the funeral and he saw Mary Shaw walking through the forest. And he... I thought it was... Uh, I thought it turned out to be Marion. I thought it was... I thought that he was following Mary Shaw, and then she comes up and she's like, you saw her too, or something like that. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, I might have just missed that. <laughs> yeah, Marion's pretty well in tune with what's going on, I think. Yeah, she... It, yeah. She, uh... She goes in, and, um... He goes in, and he finds her, her grave, and uh, then after that, he goes and talks to Henry. And when he goes and talks to Henry... Henry starts telling him all this stuff about Mary Shaw and the doll. And he says at one point, um, she won't stop killing until the screaming does. Yes. <laughs> I paused it at that point and looked at so, Kitty and said, that's a stupid fucking sentence. He's, she's not going to stop killing until the screaming stops killing? <laughs> Is what I got from it. Grammar, folks. Grammar. Yeah, I. <laughs> she won't stop killing until the screaming does. I'm like, that's what you're trying. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Wait, what did you say? <laughs> and he. You don't kill the screaming. The screaming kills you. <laughs> that would have been a great line for any horror movie. <laughs> well, for this one, I guess. Well, also we we skipped a part. He um, Marion tells him that he has to. Bury put, the doll. Bury the doll. Put put Billy back where he belongs. And so he does. He goes out at night and he goes to bury it. And then it's like scampering around his car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Stewie. Right after he buried it. Right after he buried it. But anyway, um, he gets back to his hotel room and gets he in gets in the shower and he comes out and he opens the door and the doll <laughs> is sitting on his bed. And Detective Lipton just fucking let himself into his room well the apartments don't lock apparently apparently <laughs> well i don't i mean the detective can't let himself into somebody's hotel room but not he legally. does i guess if he thought he was trying to bury evidence which he said in the beginning of the movie the doll's not evidence because it's not related to what happened to his wife but then he digs it up and says why are you trying to bury evidence and i'd be like you said it wasn't evidence yeah this cop is like not only is he a prick but <laughs> He's also really not the best cop at all. No. <laughs> like, he's just, it's more than flying by the seat of his pants. He's just doesn't even have pants on at all at this point. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, what's his face comes out of the shower and he's all like, oh, it's finally over. But what? And then finds Billy on the bed and the, that was my ankle popping by the way. Hmm. 
Um, I am an old man. Yes. My ankles are filled with balloons. Old man juice. Yes. And then he <laughs> he leaves the next morning. I don't know where he's going, but Detective Lipton leaves the next morning, and then Jamie breaks into his hotel room he doesn't break in he just opens the he door he just opens the door because you know the world's greatest detective over here doesn't lock up evidence but he goes in and he steals billy back and that's when he goes to talk to henry well i think lipton went to dig up the rest of the oh he doll did caskets, you're right, you're right. just to check and see if they were there and yeah. none of them are there and including billy crystal ja- yes jamie goes to dig up or goes to dig up Goes to dig up Henry. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to dig up old memories with Henry. Henry? Henry? Hemorrhoids? Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> Hemorrhoidy. I got some old memories of hemorrhoids. Man. <laughs> so. He goes. Uh, he starts and, like. Like aggressively talking to. Tell me what you know old man. Yeah. Oh or no Marion. Yeah she's like. <laughs> like that's not the way you treat old people. <laughs> Especially ones who talk to not living birds. <laughs> yes. It should have been Harrison Ford, like, interrogating them. <laughs> what have you done with my family? Tell me about my family. It's not what yeah, the what have you done with my family? <laughs> and then Henry gives us the the exposition about the Guadalum Theater, or whatever it's called. Guadalum Theater? <laughs> I don't remember what it was I don't called. know what the name of the theater is, but I can tell you that's not it. <laughs> Guadalum Theater. Sounds funny, though. <laughs> So, okay, I have a quick point about this, because he, he goes through I mean, his backstory. It's a, probably a fair point. It's the Raven's Fair Theater. No, it's not. It starts no. with a G. It's like, it's like... It, it's like it's Grantham not, or it's something. It's not Gingham. It's... <laughs> Gingham? <laughs> Open gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gingham um, is, the, is the checkered material that you think of whenever you go to um, have a picnic. Look, oh, I was thinking of Voile. Stop was... making up words. <laughs> I got Voile from Venture Brothers. I didn't know that was a thing until then. I got Gingham from mm. the Gingham Alters in Great British Baking Show. What about Ginkgo Leaves? <laughs> Labyrinthine Umliette. You said it wrong. <laughs> I don't know what you said. But if Kitty says you said it wrong, then I, I guess you I did. I, it was a joke. It was a joke. Catoptrophobia. Pedatophobia. <laughs> Pedatophobia? Pedatophobia. Wait, is that what it is? Because I said I thought, pedophobia. I thought you just said it was pedophobia at the beginning. It might be pedophobia. It's, it's one or the other. <laughs> it's all the same. There's probably a big difference in the MCA. No. What do they call that? That book that they use to diagnose people? The DSM-5? That one. Not the YMCA. Sounds like a car. <laughs> Although, I would it's go there. pediophobia. Pediophobia? Pediophobia. Oh, pediophobia. Pretty sure it's phobia. Whatever. It's Pediophobia. P-E-D-I-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Pediophobia. Did you look at phonetically pronounced? Uh, no, but I, I'm reading it. Okay. Listeners, you may have noticed you haven't heard my cell phone go off this episode. I what was on top of that this shame. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could just play the noise for you, I guess. No, please don't. Or the predator roar. Oh, yeah, it's... um. G-U-I-G-N-O-L Theater on Moss Lake. Like the... Ginyal. Ginyal. Ginyal Theater. Ginyal Theater. Okay, so I have a couple of and major... this was in 1941. So oh. 80 years ago this shit happened. I'm apparently... And there's legends about it now. 
apparently mildly dyslexic because I read it as 1914. <laughs> so wait, it's 19... Wait, right during World War Two? Yes, yeah. like almost right in the middle of World War Two. Okay. Okay. So, so I have a couple of major issues with this stupid fucking theater. Starting with the fact that they don't talk about any other performers and also Mary Shaw lives there. Like... Is she the only performer and also owns this building and also lives there? Because I'm sorry, but even in 1941, ventriloquists were not ventriloquists. We're not bringing in enough business to warrant an entire fucking theater built on an island in the middle of a lake. I would think it's not. It's possible that, because I mean, she was fairly old whenever all of this was going on. And I built this whole backstory. She was the whore of Babylon. The, the, the she was old when Pangea broke apart. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch don't know about Pangea. <laughs> but <laughs> the whole thing, like, I had this whole backstory in my head that she, like, came from old money and her dad, like, <laughs> built dolls and then she took on the family business. And then because, like, they were all the rage in the roaring 20s, she got all, <laughs> all in the this roaring money. 1620s. That is. <laughs> In Babylon. She, yeah, she, Babylon hasn't been around for like 5,000 years. <laughs> um, and so she built this really big theater with all her old doll money. And she decided to move into the top It part just sounds ridiculous on its face. <laughs> well, okay. So $5,000 for a doll. What was $5,000 in 1922? Like. I don't know. Like $75 dollars or yeah, something. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're saying $500, $5,000 now back then would have been like... No, 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 no. Like, I'm talking Dude, about... soda was like a nickel. I'm talking about like doing the reverse of inflation. Deflation, oh. I guess. So, um, yes. So, you want to know what $5,000 was back then? Yeah. I'm saying $500. I, I'm going to say $175. We do this every podcast. I'm going to say 300 Come on down. <laughs> da, da, da. $5,000 in what, 1941? Yeah. 1941. Reverse inflationator. You might have to plug in and do the opposite. Yeah, I might have to. $5,000 in 1941 is equal to $91,000 in 2020. Um, who said $300? I did. Uh, in 1942, $300 would have been the equivalent of present day $4,790. So you were probably the closest. Bitches, give it up. So $500 would have been a a bit too over. Yes. I don't think I'm good at anything. I think I'm just really lucky, but never where it matters. Like, I was right about the money, but like, I'll hit a deer on the way out tonight. You know? (laughs) You'll invest all your money in the stock market and lose, but then you'll find a a hamburger on the street as you're And a wrapped up, unbitten hamburger. Oh, but it's a veg- veggie burger. Veggie burger. <laughs> veggie burger. <laughs> it's an impossible burger. Oh. Um, <laughs> but this theater is incredible. And, it is nice. Um, I'll give it that. If it, you, if, yeah. If looking like any other theater ever in the history of time makes it incredible. Yes. I thought it was pretty. Like from the outside. And, well, the whole lake thing was cool. Yeah, you have yeah. to get there by a boat with a, a very short ride. It's less than a minute. Well, they had like I think there was a walkway. There was a walkway. There were like like an amusement park walkway. That you had a good enough running built. start, and you could just jump. <laughs> so 
<laughs> they do they do the um the flashback and Henry finds the doll under his seat. And I think it's really funny too where Henry's like, I went there once <laughs> as a child. <laughs> like he emphasizes that he only got to go one time and he lived in this town and I'm like <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't morticians make a decent amount of money? I mean, probably. He was also the coroner. Well, yeah, he was like everything in the town. He might have also been the doctor. Back in Raven's Fair. And the veterinarian. He went to see the show. And Mary Shaw, okay, in the beginning, she seemed like a super sweet old lady. She got crazy fast. Yeah. Like, okay, so she wanted to make the perfect doll and all of that. Yes, there was mention in the beginning of the movie that she wants to make the the perfect doll and so but like she comes out on stage and she's being super nice and she talks to henry and she's being super nice and she's doing this ventriloquism thing and it's like kind of cute and and she throws her voice like 65 feet into the audience yeah and then after that some douchebag kid because kids are douchebags he was an ashen in the audience ashen assholes i can see your mouth moving <laughs> if I were his parents, I would have smacked him across the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> She's got old world doll money. You don't talk to her like that. <laughs> yeah, like in those old fashioned towns, you had the mayor, the doctor, and then the ventriloquist. Like that's, you didn't fucking talk out against them. And usually they all showed up for the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so. I started to wonder if, like, there was something, like, there's a lot of tropes going on in this movie, and there's a lot of... Ketoptrophobias. Sorry. There's a lot of ketoptrophobias, um, <laughs> tropophobias going on. There's a... Yeah. I have a phobia about tropes, and I can't watch movies with tropophobia. At one point, I kind of started to feel like they're, like, her dolls were so lifelike, or they meant so much to her that she started to breathe literal life into them. Because there's a point where she's talking to Billy... And he starts going like, no, like, I want to show him, like, bring him out. And she's like arguing with him and it gets intense. The voices are like overlapped. And the music starts to like swell in like a kind of a creepy way. And it starts to get kind of like weird and scary. And like, you start to think like, is she maybe trying to stop this thing from killing people? Like, is she actually what's holding it back? That's what I got. And then she turns to the kid and goes, who's the dummy now? I'm like, what the fuck, lady? Like, you are fucked up. Her dolls definitely had a life of their own. They did. 100%. Yes. Especially Billy. Before and the other one. Before Be- she died. Before she died. Oh, yes, before she died. Okay. But I'm assuming the other one did too, before she died. I just, I would have preferred... That we won't mention until later. Shifty eyes over there. Also, we never did make good on our promise of um, saying normal phrases in a way that made it seem like we were talking about something else. I just listened to that one. What was that on? Was that Predators? Uh, or a Polaroid? Because we were supposed to be like... I think it was Predators. and you. Were, she made, she breathed life into her ventriloquist dummies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys talk to dolls? <laughs> Are you able to throw your voice? <laughs> I'm not. I can't do that. <laughs> anyway. So, have you ever practiced devil worship or ventriloquism? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had pcp or sugar that's that's exactly what i was thinking of. <laughs> um so i just i don't know i like that storyline that thread there where like she was 
she created something that was kind of Frankenstein a little bit. Like she couldn't control it and was starting to realize that like this thing was like maturing into a creepy thing that she couldn't Don't control. Give her an out. I also I'm not. Think, I think that her dolls were probably like talking to her and oh, encouraging yeah. her to do all of this bullshit too, and that's why like her crazy sketches got crazy. <laughs> but like, I mean, in the course of that that. 30 second conversation she has with Billy about the kid. Like I started to think like, Billy Holy shit. The kid. Yeah. Billy kills the kid. Um, I started to think like, Holy shit. Like she's trying. And then she like turns and says that creepy line to him. And I was like, what the fuck? Maybe am I the doll to? was throwing his voice into her. Bum, bum, bum. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So then the kid goes missing and everyone turns out well, rightfully assumes Mary Shaw had something to do with it. And so, well, we don't find that out just yet. We find out that, from Henry, that Michael went missing, and then Mary Shaw was murdered. Yes. And then people started dying. Mm -hmm. And he shows the pictures, like, the the death portraits. He doesn't... He doesn't specify. He just tells him at that point that she was murdered. We don't find out the other stuff just oh, yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they, they describe it at the end. Yes. So he shows the portraits, like the death portraits, to Jamie. and When they Jamie, prop them up in a wooden box on the side of the building. They yeah. used to do that. They legitimately used to do that. Oh, and, like, and Jamie's like, why the fuck would you do this? But he doesn't say the (laughs) F word because it's, even though we watched the unrated version, it was still apparently PJ-13. 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 So we'll hear 13 PJs on this. This requires level 13 PJs. That sounds like 13 ghosts or something. (laughs) (laughs) Haunted PJs. (laughs) But at one point, um, they do drop an F-bomb, but it's not. It's a, what the f... That's it. (laughs) It was lifted. (laughs) What the Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but <laughs> Who ended up being my favorite character, spoiler alert. <laughs> that was our cat. Oh, God. <laughs> Go. He is not much smarter than the dog, I don't think. I don't no. think he's any smarter than the he dog. He's the dumbest cat that I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Have you he met a lot of cats? screws loose. Yes. Um, okay, so... At least ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost a dozen. <laughs> it's almost a baker's dozen. It's almost 20 dozen. <laughs> it's only a baker's dozen if you meet someone who gives you a cat freely when you ask for a dozen cats. That's what you guys told me last time. We were talking about donuts, I think. Well, you told me that the a baker's dozen had to be given, the extra had to be given freely to be a true baker's dozen, to get that magic yes. spell effect. Because if you ask for, yeah, because I don't have this conversation again. If you ask for 13, you're going to pay for 13. But if the baker's like, I'm a jolly big man... And you say, I'll have a dozen donuts. And he goes, hmm, I'll put an extra one in here just as a treat. Did That's I talk a about this last dozen. time? And stares you down as he does it. There was an ice cream place that we used to go to all the time. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. That had soft pretzels. and Soft if, pretzels, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if we Did got, they have salt? <laughs> or cocaine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please no. continue. Kidding. So... If we got there, they closed at 9 o'clock, and if we got there at 8.55 and ordered our ice cream and a soft pretzel, they'd be like, do you want all these other soft pretzels? Yes. And then I would bring them home, and it was awesome. And... <laughs> Max and I are about that. to say the same thing, but I, sorry. Our old story. friend McIntyre used to bring garbage, clean garbage bags clean. full of soft pretzels. <laughs> bring garbage, clean garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally, he would bring, like, fucking 
pretzel Santa Claus would bring a bag full. <laughs> a sack full of yes. pretzels. Literally, from wherever he worked. Every day, and cool. we would, for some reason, uh, get into a golf cart and drive around a large wooded area with pretzels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Almost getting decapitated by electric fences. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm going to let you sort that one out. Uh, no one needs to know about it. <laughs> anyway. Where are we? So, he Henry talks to Henry. Like, oh, and then he storms back to his parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> he was talking to his stepmother at one point, and I can't remember Elma. what... Elma. Elma? Elma. At what point it Elma. was, if it was in the very beginning, or if it was whenever he was there then. But she was trying to Elma. talk to him, and he was like, yeah, my mother killed herself, and then they painted her out of this portrait. <laughs> It has to be ridiculously expensive to pay someone to paint someone out of a portrait rather than just paint a new one without that person in it. Why would you bother? Could you imagine asking an artist to do that? An empty chair in two separate portraits. I guess if you were erasing her from the family. And like... It's like a conversation piece. Did you really like that chair? Yes, it was my favorite chair. (laughs) Somebody I didn't like was sitting in it. And then I burned it after she died. (laughs) But (laughs) it just seems so extra. (laughs) So I guess that's roughly whenever... Jamie. Jamie decides to go to the Guadalupe Theater, whatever the fuck you called it. Well, Guadalupe Theater? Yes. Oh, I guess he would have done that before he went to his parents. He goes there the first time. And he starts during the day looking through stuff and finds he finds something there, and I don't remember what it is, but it's something that leads him to ask more questions. Well, he he found her sketches of the perfect doll, maybe her sketches of the perfect doll, and then there was oh an, an article about Michael Ashen, and his oh, last name right. is Ashen, mm-hmm. and so he goes home and he's like, "Dad, give me answers," and his dad's like. No, I don't want to tell you things. And then he's like, "Tell me." And he's like, "Okay." And then he tells him things. And <laughs> you asked me twice. My only weakness. <laughs> and he explains to him that the people that killed Mary Shaw <laughs> was their family, and then a bunch of other families from the town. Yes. <laughs> and they went in like, <laughs> and they went in like Beauty and the Beast mob style. <laughs> Yeah. To murder her. Master of the house. Keeper. No, that's from Les Mis. Never mind. <laughs> it's a French thing. But... And is that... That's where he gives the more detailed description about what happened to her. They made her scream so they could cut out her tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which she deserved to have happen to her. As it turns out. My eye is twitching. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> um... So, with this information, now he goes downstairs and... And Lipton is there. He shows up. Yeah, he's like, you're a hard man to find. And but, like, meanwhile... I'm going to arrest you now. At Henry's house, oh, where Henry. he left Billy, yeah. for some reason. By Henry, hope everything works out for you. <laughs> he goes down and he's like, it's time to kill you once and for all. <laughs> and then he... I think he's going to bury him. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna put you back where you belong because he's looking for his old man shovel because it's like super rusted uh, and square excuse me, sorry. Also, it's sorry. not rusted it's actually in really it's very good condition shiny. but it is also square it's a feed shovel it's an old man shovel it is like, who takes a feed shovel 
a man who's never dug something in his life. He's a... <laughs> Well, I guess he never digs the graves. Uh, he he's not. not a grave digger. He would say someone to do that. Doctor, vet, mortician, coroner, yeah. mayor, <laughs> ventriloquist. <laughs> imagine him opening his closet and having a bunch of different, exactly the same coats in different colors, and you're like, mayor coat, coroner coat. I got to wear all wear of these. Today. Yeah. <laughs> we still have to wear it at the same time. We need you here, Mayor. I don't have my coroner coat today, goddammit. <laughs> he thinks that he hears Marion in the crawl space again. Mm-hmm. Which, he can't identify her voice, apparently. Apparently. Uh, now, I I thought about this. I thought Mary Shaw was imitating her, but she wasn't. She was just whimpering. Yeah. Mm, which is what Marion was doing the first time yeah. that she was down there, which is... That's not a voice, really. Yeah. Uh, I could do that. I can crawl into his crawl space and be like... You can, and then I'm going to burn the house down with you in it. <laughs> space under this house this house is old as fuck I, I, it's not a crawl space but there's like a canning shelf there is down in our basement there's hell. like a gap it's the opposite of a that's not the opposite of crawl space it doesn't matter it's a, a it's a reach space, space. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, can't crawl in it you can just reach into it four foot up on the dirt wall there's about a two foot tall opening that's carved about three foot back and it's just like a weird shelf carved into the dirt walls and it's just dark enough that someone could hide in there and reach out dirt walls Dirt walls. You know dead people can get in through dirt walls, right? You mean like zombies? Yeah. Dead people can get in. You just dig through that shit. Well, I will Have admit. I told you about the fact that the woman who lived here before us, her son died in this house? You might have told me that. I watched this really Compared cool movie <laughs> um, called Dead Silence. It's younger than me. We should yeah. talk about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess yeah, we should. yeah. Dead Silence. Um, I feel like ghosts... Ghosts... Not ghosts. Dead people are, are on topic. But anyway. They're so, on brand. So Henry goes into the crawl space to try to find his poor wife that he thinks is in there. Oh, and Marion, the reason why he found Billy in the first place is because Marion was sitting there talking to Billy. Yes. And you can hear a response. Um, yes. You talked. No, I didn't. I didn't say anything. Yes, you did. And why does Mary Shaw care if anybody says I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of... Then her doll just fucking tells him anyway. Right. There's a lot of poorly defined motivation in this movie that like the writers were like, meh, they just do it because... Well, Henry gets detoned. He does. Which nobody can stop themselves from screaming when they see her, I guess. Okay, so that's one thing that like he would know better than anyone else that we've met in this movie all about the lore. He would understand how terrifying she was. But... He, out of anyone else in this movie, would be the most terrified of her. Like, imagine you're the personification of your childhood trauma, the exact thing that gave you your childhood trauma, being there in front of you, being as terrifying as you always feared. But the second he started to realize Mary Shaw might be in the crawl space, wouldn't he started stuffing something in his mouth? I think like a I... flashlight or dirty underwear or... I mean, at that point, I think realistically, I dirt. would just get in the fetal position going... <laughs> 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 that's how I spent my night and hope that someday somebody came to find me maybe that fucking asshole Jamie yeah. <laughs> yeah. too little too fucking late Jamie yeah and that's when we see the really weird and kind of unnecessary like tongue thing that Mary Shaw does why is that unnecessary for like weird like I just... it's 
a, it's like human centipeded together. Like her weird long tongue is like human centipeded together. I mean, I get yes. the idea that like she absorbs their voice because she steals she their tongue. She adds their tongue to the... Right. And that's like her magic thing. But <laughs> She's like Jeepers Creepers, but has one specific body part that <laughs> she takes. I'm thinking like the, the liquors from Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Kind of. But... They don't talk. Um, but yeah, so we see that. And like, I, I guess it wasn't that it was unnecessary. It was just, I don't know. It was weird. Um, but whatever. And but, poor oh, Henry. Whatever. whatever. But whatever. And then poor Henry. He gets got. And then Lipton shows up at the house where Jamie is. And then he gets a phone call. Jamie gets a phone call. Yes, from Henry. Time. From Henry. Dead Henry. Who we already know is dead. But Jamie doesn't know he's dead. It's actually from Mary Shaw. Also, why, like, if, if you were... I don't think some of our audience is following all of this. It's really hard, too. If you haven't seen the movie, you should go watch it. Most of our audience is probably asleep at this point. Shh, guys, quiet. Okay. Let's just Are you guys into ASMR? Not really. I, I was talking to our audience. Does anybody have any Doritos? Or pickles? I like pickles. <laughs> they're just soggy chips. <laughs> pita at that point, they're basically just pita. <laughs> so, let's say for a second. I mean, let, we don't have to. Mary Shaw, at you know, she is Mary Shaw S Machina, X Machina, where she calls in at the, just the right moment. But like, why add the weird like? fuzzy effect to the voice and it's like i can prove it i can come to the theater like why not just be henry and say come to the theater i can prove that you didn't kill your wife click like maybe why did there have to be like the electric currents were interfering with her ability to throw her voice into the phone she's a ghost thing and ghost things mess with electric things they do according to every movie ever. ever yeah well, I was. Oh, and that leads me to my next favorite part is if you want to get away from the cops, all you have to do is lean in close like you're going to tell them something, and then grab them by both shoulders and fling them into your house. <laughs> They're essentially That's turtle. all you have to do. <laughs> my favorite line. Of don't ever do that on a police officer. Don't. Please don't. Yeah, you will be arrested and charged or with assault. <laughs> or that too. As um, we learned in Polaroid, if you smack them. Gently, you won't be arrested. <laughs> but, I may add, don't do that. But if you need to, for narrative purposes, push them over and watch them roll. And then listen to them say, I don't have a full tank of gas. <laughs> That's when I was like, you know what? I like Lipton. He's my favorite character. It's like, oh, come on, man. Like, don't make me change. I don't have a full tank of gas. Like, it's like the most like chill pedestrian cop about the situation. Like, god damn it well and then jamie shows up before him at the theater and vic goes how did he get there so much before him and i was like because lipton didn't have a full ticket he had to stop for gas <laughs> watching his taillights he's like can i just just like one gallon i think that's enough <laughs> so jamie shows up at the theater and he goes in and he had done this trek earlier in the day and there was foreshadowing that the the catwalk above the yeah. stage was a kind of lot of foreshadowing there was some of that foreshadowing foreshadowing yep. also he like canoes his rowboat 
Like he's got one paddle and he's like, shh, shh, which would be really interesting. Just around the river bend. It'd be funnier if Donnie Wahlberg got there and he was like paddling in circles. He can't figure out how to. <laughs> uh, I do really appreciate that Lipton. When he gets there, you can see he's like, like fiddling with the rows. Like, God damn it, are the oars on his rowboat? <laughs> and I thought there was only one rowboat, but I guess there was more. There was only one rowboat that had both oars. Then there was Jamie's that had just one. He made it work for him, <laughs> and that's the one he chose. <laughs> there was two rowboats, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Do you guys row? <laughs> only in the boat. <laughs> And they're back in the same room where, where uh, it happened. The room where it happened. Well, he was all proud of himself for finding the staircase that was cleverly concealed, well, and it wasn't. <laughs> it was just that the wallpaper on that matched the wallpaper behind it. If, yeah, it it's only concealed if you don't walk anywhere else in the room. Yeah, if you don't look at it from any other angle, it's completely hidden. But like I do, that's like I said, I really started to like Lipton after the not a full tank of gas joke um, or quote or whatever um, comment. But like the whole time, like Jamie's getting there and like you can see Lipton following behind him and like Jamie gets up to that room. And then for some reason, Lipton's like fucking there and decides to sneak up on him. And he's like, I fucking told you there's nobody here. And then you hear Henry Henry's voice. And he's like, yes, I am. And like, <laughs> Lipton's like, you say I told you so, I'll fucking shoot you. <laughs> Only he didn't say fucking because it's a kid's movie. Um, yeah, definitely a kid's movie. <laughs> but like. Let me just go show this to our two-year-old. <laughs> from there on out, Lipton is all of us. <laughs> like, walking with Jamie, like Jamie walks into the wall and he's like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. I just had to like take two steps to the left or to the right. And then he like goes after Jamie, but Jamie's already like sprinted around the corner. And he's yeah. like, there was a spot in this movie where I jumped really bad. Do you remember where it was? Uh, Yeah, it was like right in the beginning. It was right in the beginning, but I don't remember what it was. So <laughs> Moving on. So anyway, um, <clears throat> they go into this area where... Like, the workshop where Mary kept all of her dolls. And I need to talk about the fact, too, that she didn't take all of her dolls with her. There were dolls on the floor in the room whenever they first walked in there. Okay. My argument is that she did not make those dolls. They were ones that were given to her or that she purchased. I think the ones that she made were the ones that she had, like, a spiritual connection to. If you know what I mean. Uh... But she wasn't buried with all of her dolls. No. So, <clears throat> what well, doesn't mean she wasn't buried with him, because all of her doll caskets were empty. That's true. Were there any empty slots on the shelf? Billy's. Well, Billy. That's it. Not in the glass, like, display cases, yeah. no. They're, I mean, it was just Billy's. She must have had a shitload of money. You know how much a display case like that would have cost? <laughs> Go ask Mary Winchester. Hardwood display case with a glass front, whatever. That covered an entire 30 by 40 foot wall. Yeah. They go in... And they just, they see the body of Michael Ashen hanging out. (laughs) And they just casually touch it. Yeah. Yeah, they start, like, desecrating the corpse and, like, this is my uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Like a marionette. Yeah. This is my uncle. Look, I can make him pick his nose. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, the kid was a little shit, but I don't think he deserved that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a chance not to be a little shit anymore. It's true. To grow out of his little shitness. Shitness. Shitness test. <laughs> shitness ever <Everdeen. laughs> So that's when stuff starts to get fucking weird. Well, they oh, that's when it starts to get weird. I wasn't sure. I was really uncertain where. It is thusly. <laughs> they pan across the room. And who do you see? Jigsaw. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's the Jigsaw dummy. You see Jigsaw because Ryan Kwan was doing this movie while he was doing the Saw movies. This is a really short movie. Like, yeah. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, if that. So, you were telling us that Quan. Juan. Juan? You said Quan. It is. Wait, do you mean the director? Yeah, I think I combined Quantin and Quan. You said Ryan Juan. Let oh. me let me double check. My mistake. Now I feel like I'm being a total asshole. Is it Don Juan? Don Juan. James Juan. Okay. James Juan. Yes. That is completely different oh. from what you said in the beginning. No, I said James Juan. You said but James this... Juan. I like the Spanish version of John. I swear you did. I mean, I, I might have like jokingly added emphasis on it, but it's Juan. Mm. Okay. So he's um, Juan. Like he Asian produced Juan. this. He produced this, yes. Okay. And he was a writer in Saw, so he was like, ha ha ha, Jigsaw's a doll, and he brought Jigsaw yeah. in and put him in, in the scenes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then... Jigsaw's like, I want to play a game. And she's like, no, this is my group. <laughs> Go away. And then Jigsaw skedaddled off along by himself. Never mind. What? I hate the Saw movies. Yes. The first, I like the first one was one. acceptable. I mean, it was a decent movie. I guess what I mean to say is I hate Jigsaw. Who the fuck does he think he is to take it upon himself to teach people these lessons? What the fuck? Like, what sanctimonious prick subjects people to this shit and thinks, I'm saving some of them? Jigsaw. The only one he ever saved turned out to be a fucking whack job. Also, they've made a Jigsaw spinoff... Spinosh. Spinosh movie. Movie. That's called Safe Room? No. That's it's called Escape Room, I think. And it's literally takes place in the Jigsaw universe where a guy makes an escape room like Jigsaw would, and everybody has to like figure it out and escape while they're also potentially getting murdered. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> he's trying to teach them to appreciate life, but he's the one killing most of them. If you want to teach someone how to appreciate life, take Tyler Durden's approach. That is a better approach. Anyway. I like that approach. <clears throat> don't actually do that. Maybe Tyler Durden should kill Jigsaw. Oh, man. Anyway. So, we pan over, we see Jigsaw, and then we see... Well, and all of the eyeballs start clicking to the uh, side. Yeah. Yeah. This is the part where you'd die if you were playing a drinking game. <laughs> yeah. So, all the eyes, which is probably one of my favorite and maybe the creepiest moments in the movie is when all the eyes start clicking to the side and then they all start going a lot faster and like clunk clunk and like you hear the eyes snapping to the side and they all look over and then the rocking chair starts going rocking chairs are scary yes which just shows that mary shaw is a fucking drama queen <laughs> like she likes to make an entrance for herself god damn well she needed to be dramatic in order to be a ventriloquist um <laughs> i guess i guess I mean, it's acting. <laughs> then we see, like, the rocking chairs all, like, creak, 
creek and it's weird and creepy and Mary Shaw's like talking through this really creepy <laughs> and then Pogo the clown shows up uh, our small child is here again so if you hear some coos and squeaks in the background it is that it is that <laughs> that being it and it being our child um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have things to say absolutely so then <laughs> Jamie does the dumbest thing you can do in a horror movie <laughs> Which is, agree to any request by the creature that's been hunting you. Where it goes, come closer. He's like, all right. That's where I first, he did. Like, it was like, come closer. And then he's like, yoink, down into the sewer. Oops, I just hit my microphone. Sorry about that. But that's where I first started liking Donnie Wahlberg. Because he looks over and he's like, like, shaking his head like, don't don't go over there. Why would you do that? (laughs) And then he's like, oh, whatever. And he holds up the gun behind him like... Uh, and then she's all like, I didn't kill Lisa because she was your wife. I killed her because she had your baby. And Jamie, you are the father. And then yeah, she licks his Maury. face through yeah. her doll with her long, multi-tongue. But she's like standing behind it. Like her ghost is standing behind the clown doll. Yeah. And puts her tongue through the back of the clown doll's head. Yeah. Like why, if you can... Maybe because that wasn't one of her dolls, she couldn't morph into it, but like, I don't know. It was a little weird, little thing. Well, then she does a creepy laugh. And then grabs the top of the doll's head and like starts to rise up over top of it. (laughs) I guess Jamie couldn't see her because she was crouching just behind it. (laughs) (laughs) She's all like, rawr, and Donnie's like, fuck that, bam! And then (laughs) they're running back out, and of course the catwalk falls then and because he's falling he can't help himself and he starts screaming and her ghost comes over and like snatches him out of the air yeah yeah she's got that this... is not fair he wasn't screaming in terror at her no, no yeah that's not fair that's not fair apparently it doesn't matter if you scream anywhere around mary shaw for any reason she gets to it would if be fair her. if she showed up in my house and i was taking a particularly hard crap and i was like oh and then she cuts my tongue out for that or she what just if... waited behind you while you were playing Witch Hunter. That's, she can't take credit for shit she didn't yeah. do. Or if you scream for ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. I needed to do it. <laughs> so yes, they but, set the dolls on fire and then they all start running away. And Catwalk goes down and... So does Lipton. And then there's a part where, like, I guess it doesn't matter as long as you stop yourself fast enough. Even if you scream, it's okay. Because... Jamie pulls himself up, and of course she's there, and he's all like, "What?" And yeah, then puts fear his style. mouth, puts his mouth, or puts his hands over his mouth, puts, puts his, his mouth, mouth over puts his, his mouth, mouth over his mouth on her mouth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what, Max? I bet no one thought they could try to shove their fist down her mouth <laughs> to, get to, to stop her from eating. You. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be my first thought. I mean, if it works on cougars. Although I've proposed that for fighting cougars, which has gone untested so far. Which and will remain so forevermore. I think that makes that, it means that it's true until disproven by science. I think that's how that works. I had a nightmare that I got attacked <laughs> by large cats last night. <laughs> and I slit one of their throats and it didn't stop it. Oh my. <laughs> yes, let's not have that in here. <laughs> oh boy. So he's all like, oh no, cover my mouth, and then breaks down <laughs> yes. breaks down through the rotted floor. Thank goodness it's flooded, or I guess it's built up on pyres. It's, it's built flooded. over the lake. Yeah, but you don't have water <laughs> in the 
under the stage. Like yeah. maybe you would. You don't know. The boards were brought out like yeah. that. And then he unless they bought like fifteen hundred dollar. I don't know. I don't think that's fifteen hundred dollars. Correct turn just... of phrase. I think. Fifteen hundred something cost fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a really <laughs> random thing to say. I don't know. They're buying Brazilian <laughs> mahogany, rose oak mahogany. I don't know. Lawn mahogany. Yes, lawn mahogany. <laughs> so he's all like swimming With around. Ventriloquist and... money. It's <laughs> all swimming around, and then he sees a mannequin. And he's like, Whoa! but it's not her, and it's okay. And I guess screaming underwater doesn't count. No. I guess it doesn't count. Yeah. And then he paddles his way out to shore. And then he goes home. And he's like, oh no, there's still Billy. <laughs> and he goes home, and thankfully there's a fire in the hearth. Well, he, he goes drove to, to the... Henry Walker's. Yes, because oh, he finds out that right. Henry's dead, and Marion's, like, cradling him, and then... <laughs> he asks her who took Billy, and she says... Mr. Ashen. Mr. Ashen, his dad, and he's like, he's in a wheelchair, he never leaves the house, and she's like, he left the house. And, but, like, I don't, I don't understand... I don't think you're supposed to. He gets home and he realizes that, spoiler alert, he's been dead the whole time. I put my ear up to my microphone as if I was going to hear a secret from there. (laughs) With headphones on. With headphones on. (laughs) That's where I think. (laughs) That's the level of competence we bring to this podcast. (laughs) Listening to microphones while wearing headphones. I really want one of those old timey phones where, like, you pick up the thing and you're like, hello. You know, you like. Uh... You gotta crank it up first, though. Yeah. <laughs> Operator, get me line two, please. <laughs> I'm so... And what was your secret? I missed it because um... I was too busy thinking about how stupid I am. <laughs> because, spoiler alert, his dad's been dead the whole time. Oh, that's right. That is a huge spoiler alert. And bum, I think bum, it actually bum. got me the first time. And you were like, ooh, what the fuck? And that's honestly probably one of the grossest parts in this entire movie is when he falls forward and you see, like, the cavern in his back. They didn't even bother to make, like, a dummy out of him. It's just, like, a hole cut into his thorax. Like, he's, like, like rotting from the inside because they didn't bother, like... Thorax? Uh, I don't know if people have thorax. Thoracic surgery goes in the thorax. (laughs) But it's not that... Bugs have thoraxes. I don't think uh, human no, but humans have thoracic surgeons. You think those are like, surgeons who do chest and yeah. gut stuff? No, I think you're right. I think I was I was it's incorrect. Not a thorax, though. Carapace is what I was thinking of. Thorax, I do believe, is. I think we have a thorax, since they have thoracic surgeons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah, the food that he's eating is dribbling down a tube oh, into yeah. his. And that's where the saw guy comes in, because he's really all about his gross-out stuff. A thorax is the body part of a mammal between the neck and the abdomen, including the cavity enclosed by the ribs, breastbone, and dorsal vertebrae, and containing the chief organs of circulation and respiration. So it's where the thorax is. The chest. It's where the pecs live. (laughs) This is Jesse. This is Big Rig. (laughs) If you know what I mean. (laughs) So we do have thoraxes. Do you guys have... Thoraxes? I think we do, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, that part, like, out of every out of everything else in this movie, that was the part that I was just like, I was like, ew, like, grossed out. Because when he leans forward, like, his vertebrae are split to the side, and, like, there's a pole shoved up into his spine, and, With like... multiple 
finger widgets so she can control yeah, his face. wires and stuff. Which, let's be honest, like, there's no fucking amount of wires that would give you that much control over a person. Well, my last note is that apparently Mary Shaw made a Gen 3 synth from Fallout 4 <laughs> as the perfect doll. The perfect doll. If yeah. you could manage that, I guess you could... <laughs> she made a Stepford wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her perfect doll was the generic woman, apparently. I, but, okay, so... I'm sorry, the 19... 19- 40s idea of what a generic woman would be which is really offensive she must have made her in like the 30s i would think i have questions Uh that i don't have have answers answers to and you don't have answers to okay so question number one Mm -hmm. why didn't ella 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 go and get billy herself first second how did mr ashen walk in there and get billy if he was dead well, apparently Mary Shaw can possess her dolls, and yeah. Edward Ashen was a doll. Was at a that doll, point. technically. Yes. That answers that. She made Billy run around. She Why did. make your best doll do the legwork when you can get one that you don't care about to go do it? Wow. It sounds like you're being really offensive, but you're being accurate. Why make your best doll go out and do it for you? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in the 20s. No, I was born in the 1890s, and then. Became a man in the 20s. There we go. After going to the theater. Yes. Once. Those crazy dames. <laughs> anyway. Buy war bonds. <laughs> Smoke. <laughs> so, okay, so those are questions. Um, what are the innards of Ella made out of? Gen 3 synth stuff. Apparently she's, like, warm to the touch because when she hugs Jamie, he's not like, the fuck? Like... Yeah, but do you really notice that? Uh, Unless she buried her cheek. I did demonstrate... What was that? Not yesterday. What day is it? It's Wednesday. I don't know if I like where this is going. What is happening? The most uncomfortable hug ever. It's when a man with a beard, when you hug him, he sticks his chin in your neck meat. Okay, yeah. It's awful. It's awful, yeah. Um, Oh, I I like this... I like the scritchy beard on my <laughs> neck face area. No, I guess it depends then. I mean, I don't how many it. men have you had hugging you besides me that have done that? <laughs> I mean, I knew men before I met you. <laughs> I guess. It's possible. She was hanging out with the bearded lady. And... <laughs> what was I saying? Hugs. Oh, I don't think. <laughs> just when she's like, hello, nice to meet you for the first time. I don't think you'd be like, eh, she's cold as the grave. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I, to answer your question, Kitty, I think Max answered oh, it no. mostly. She does possess Father Ashen. Ash, Ashen? Yep. Asher. Ashen. To go and get things simply because she can, and also because we, the writer wanted us to be potentially bamboozled for just a little bit longer. So the twist would remain a twist, just a tad longer. That was it. I think that was the only reason. Okay. So... <laughs> Well, then Jamie puts two and two together after he sees the exact sketch of Ella's face <laughs> in Mary Shaw's diary. Yeah, and then but looks he again saw at his stepmother. The day before. <laughs> Did he know? Yeah, it was a flashback. He was had a it? flashback to living in the I book. thought they were just, like, hand-holding us to the absolute extreme. Like, that scene in Brightburn where they're like, the ship, it cut him. I can use that. <laughs> had to say it to us, the audience. And I was like, 
God. <laughs> I thought they were just doing that where they were like, see, it's here in the book. <laughs> no, the, he was but just yeah. like having a flashback to, and like why he didn't put two and two together before. Yeah, then I feel absolutely no sympathy for Jamie. He's a dumbass. I didn't really either. Plus, he screamed, like he thought this all out in his head, like, oh shit, my dad's been dead this whole time. Ella is the perfect doll. Mary Shaw is doing all this stuff. And then he's just in a just furious rage, just like, and she yeah. cuts his tongue out. Yep. Presumably. Presumably. And then I just. And so, the camera zooms into his mouth. That means that at least she has two more dolls because he burned Billy. So she's got his dad and her Ella perfect doll. Oh, yeah. Convenient fire is convenient. Yeah. They're dolls, they don't need fire. Yeah, like his dad and Ella, they yeah. don't need a fire burning. That's what I was saying. When he goes back to the house, there's a convenient fire in the hearth, and thank God. Oh, right, right, right. And right. she's like, again, being super fucking dramatic, or I guess just being vindictive, because she's all like, wah, and flies backwards when he burns the doll in the fire, and like acts like it's the end. They're horcruxes. Uh, sure. Horcruxes. Yes. We have a toy in our <laughs> for our children, and it pronounces horse, whores. <laughs> <laughs> The horse goes, eh. Come on, guys. Horizontal refreshment. No, no, no. <laughs> Yes. Do you guys horizontally refresh? I tend to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, that's pretty much it at this point. Um, it's not always horizontal. And it's not always refreshing. <sighs> if you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> so, All right, let's get our through our ratings real quick here. Well, we'll talk about do our. Do we have an established system for this? No, not we started at doing all. one out of ten towards the end there. So, but we're just... gonna talk about scariest part. Now, you go right okay, now. Okay. Before I do, I just want to explain to everybody that sometimes I do repeat what Victor says verbatim, and in my mind, it's a fresh idea, and it's not. I was trying to think of what I was gonna say <laughs> while he's saying what he's saying. And then subconsciously, I'm like, well, listen, folks, this is what I like. So, what was the scariest part? Yeah. My scariest part was the crawl space. Every time you say mm. that, I want to say your face. And I think I've done that a couple of times. My scariest part is... <laughs> oh. Sorry, the crawl space. But it, 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 it does that creepy hand thing that you see in a lot of horror movies. Mm. Where, like, he's looking and the fingers come around the beam. And it's like, oh, shitters, there's something else in here. Oh, like a ritual. Yeah. Or evil when we first meet George. Sure. So, since Max got to do a little extra explanation, I'm going to do one too. I do know the difference between Carl Urban, Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah, but who was the star of Reading Rambo? I'm pretty sure it was Sylvester Stallone. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm a very different do you, you must not have listened to Polaroid. Or Predators. Predators. It was Predators. I just laughed so hard that I'm seeing spots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to read this child's book. All right. Yes. It was... I'm sorry, but Victor it, was explaining. I was... Uh, that he's I, not racist. I'm not sure if I was making a joke or if I was just lost in my own abysmal thoughts and horrible mind, but... I don't know what I was talking about. And <laughs> listening to it again, I, I don't know. I didn't listen to Predators. My memory is like Swiss cheese. And we recorded that in the before times. In the before times. So, in the long, long ago. The before COVID times. So I just want to confirm, Carl Weathers was in Predator. Carl Urban was Almir in Lord of the Rings, among other things. And it's just, in general, like, 
a cool actor. I like him. And LeVar Burton was in Reading Rainbow and was also Geordie LaForge and has really beautiful eyes, which is unfortunate considering his role in Star Trek. I also really like the name LeVar. It is kind of a cool book. (laughs) 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 You said that with such confidence. It is a cool book. I mean, I I was thinking of, I read a book about Geordie LaForge in Star Trek. And the power's off in the building, so he's having a hard time seeing because his heat vision's not working so good when everything's cold. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> so, God help you all for listening to this podcast and trying to understand what the hell we're talking about. Because we don't. What was your scariest part? My scariest part. Um, Max, you had some. Well, I was just going to say, LeVar is a cool name. Yes. What would be a really, really cool name is LeVar LaForge. Would then your last name in French just be The Forge? Or Spanish. I don't know. Uh, Pick scariest part. Go. Scariest part. Um, probably the moment when all the do- uh, but, uh, but, <laughs> when all the dolls' eyes are turning at the end there. When they're all looking off to the corner and they're like like heralding the arrival of horrible Mary Shaw. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. <sighs> <laughs> our, our baby demon growls. Um, Kitty, scariest part. So... The part that startled me the most, I remembered what it was. It was when the jaw falls open on the dummy in the beginning. Was that it? was Yeah, that was when I jumped. When they just opened the package <laughs> and it's like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it scared me. Yeah. It's scary. It I startled me. There's an audio cue too. Like it's like, boom, when it happens yeah. or something like that. It didn't, like, it, it wasn't terrifying but it was scary enough that i jumped the part that scared me the most like that made me the most uncomfortable was the doll that she made out of michael ashen Mm. that was disturbing yeah she didn't do a very good job um i guess she refined her crap later on but it looks he looked like the crypt keeper (laughs) The point. <laughs> yeah, he did. They do a flashback and she's having tea with him. Like, oh god, yeah, oh, that was weird. That was awful. All right, Max, least favorite part. Least favorite. Least favorite. Probably everybody talking to the dummy. Yeah, <laughs> in the voices. Detective Lipton did it. Lisa did it. I mean, Marion did too, but we can excuse her. Yeah. It was legitimately talking back to her. It, legitimately, yes. <laughs> she was talking with ghosts. <laughs> uh, my least favorite part was the fact that Henry doesn't bother coming clean about it immediately to anyone. Like He could have just been like, Jamie, oh my god, here's what's going on. This is how your wife died. I know It's what's totally happening. a real thing and this is what's happening. He's, he waits until after the funeral and after Jamie confronts him with the doll. And then he's threatened and he's like, I gotta tell you what really happened. Like, no, fuck you, man. Instead of thinking about what my least favorite part was, I was thinking about how sad her funeral was because it had so few people at it. Oh, my least favorite part was her haircut. Okay, yeah, Lisa's haircut. It was terrible. It was it was awful. She has a very long neck. It made her look like a giraffe. I didn't appreciate it. Short haircuts can be great, but I think on her, well, that specific cut wasn't great. She should have done like a bob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it her neck is way too long to have her hair that short. It made her look like like Constance Green from Pendergast novels. Yes. Like cut it up, but then like have the backs like whatever. I imagined her like finding a style she liked after the like hundred and twenty or hundred and fifty some years that she's been alive, 
and just sticking with that. And, like, for some reason, I kind of felt like she's stuck in, like, the 60s, like, maybe early 50s. Maybe. Just the least that they describe her. That's kind of how I felt that she, like, kept that affectation. Anyway. Favorite part. <clears throat> we already do that? No, no we, we did, did scariest, scariest and least. Scariest and least favorite. Now we're doing favorite. Do you want me to go first so that you can no. just talk about <laughs> what I pick? My favorite part was probably the shotgun. Mossberg? I think it's an Ithaca. Ooh, which is a very cool name. It is. For a gun or just period. That's what it looked like to me. Like the ejection ports on the bottom and so is the tube. We don't ever see him reload, and I'm not going to knock at points for doing the same thing that every movie does, but it seems like he's got a lot of ammo in that thing. Well, yeah, Jamie's like, destroy all the dolls, and he's like, I'm trying. But he doesn't have, his pockets would be stuffed with 12-gauge shells (laughs) to have enough ammo to shoot each one. 99 dolls. (laughs) I'm trying, I'm out of ammo, hang on. Welcome. (laughs) What are you buying? I never get tired of that guy. I fucking love him. Give me all the ammo you have. I think that's why I still play Resident Evil 4. <laughs> what are you buying? What are you selling? You just hold up, Billy. Ah, <laughs> go away. I just, real quick, I made a Horcrux reference earlier, but also the dolls sort of did a, a Voldemort, like, disembodied head thing whenever. <laughs> yeah, to kind of give us a visual reference that she was taking control of them. Because, like, we needed more than just their eyes becoming opaque. But well, they had used that trope like seven bajillion times before then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be dipped. In what? Somebody here says it was, in fact, a Mossberg 500AT. Oh, okay. Oh, no. They're the ejection ports on the side. What's that gun? Yeah, someone says at some point you get a really good view of the trigger, and that confirms it is, in fact, Mossberg 500. Okie dokie. Awesome. From the one side, it looks Ithaca does like the steel. And like a wooden stock thing, too. That's like the... Just make it <laughs> And there it is. I'm not sure what just happened, folks. There's no, ring, no ringtone this time, but there's what you get. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> uh, we should do a gun count. This movie had one gun. I can't think of any other horror movie that we've done that's only had one gun. Only one gun? Only one gun. I can just, think of ones that had none. Just the one gun. Wait. Winchester had lots of guns. Winchester, Winchester had lots might of have guns. most guns. Most of them were Winchesters. Uh, you know what? No, I think I think the mummy had the most guns. Uh, the, yeah. Maybe the most that got used. What? Okay, no, surely we've had one that had no guns. What was it? Oculus. No, that had a gun. But it was just the one gun. Mercy Black. The one gun. Mercy Black. Had no guns. Knives. There were knives. There were knives. I don't yeah, remember. I this is a waste of our time and yours. It is not. I think that this is very interesting. I think douche. No, he has a baseball bat. I was gonna say when he gets threatened, he pulls out a baseball or pulls out a gun, but it's a baseball bat or something of the like. Who? Uh, the the guy who's like really creepy with oh, what's her yeah, face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's real close to her, and then like Mercy uh, Black comes to kill him, or maybe not Mercy Black. We'll never know. Mercy Black really killed him. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> My favorite part was. Lipton's response for the last like seven to ten minutes that he was in the movie to everything like him being like <laughs> I don't have a full tank of gas and then being like what the fuck's going on <laughs> getting really freaked out at, like being us in that situation uh, I really liked that the humor that he brought to that at the end because before that he's a really awful character that we're supposed to hate and then for some reason like the end of the movie mm-hmm. but yeah I like that 
Marion. Marion. Hmm. She reminds me of American Dad's version of Abraham Lincoln's wife. <laughs> uh, Wasn't her name Mary? Which one? I think so. But yeah, it's like they, you know, the whole peanut butter episode. I, and they're eating peanut butter on crackers. And they're like, what is this? And he's like, don't eat that. My wife made that. <laughs> and she's over there like, one day a man will walk on the moon. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I don't watch American Dad because I don't like it. That sounds funny. Um... <laughs> She reminded me of the log lady from Twin Peaks, and mm. I love Twin Peaks. I suppose now's a good time to say I don't know what Twin Peaks is. <laughs> it's a really weird TV show that had a pretty if big cult If it's still on Netflix, you should watch it. It's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing. You've it's seen that so episode strange. of Psych that's based off of it, and that's exactly what it's like. They go to this town that's the in the middle of nowhere, festival. and they don't have... A, yeah, cinnamon the Cinnamon Festival. festival. They, they go and they get monkey bread at the cinnamon festival and it's really weird. They it's don't like have cell signal. Weird town that seems disconnected from the rest of the world and like... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. In an episode of Psych? Okay, that's fine. Um, they did a parody of it in Psych. That's, I thought, okay. I thought it's a it. perfect parody. It's like, great. It's so good. They also we talk about Blame It on Rio in Psych. We didn't get it <clears> because that's like one of like three episodes of Psych that I've seen. But we didn't get it because we'd never seen Twin Peaks at that point. <laughs> And then we went and watched Twin Peaks, and I was like, oh my god, they did such a good job. Okay, so overall rating. Um, I am going to give it, I know I'm jumping a little bit here, but uh, little little one's getting a little frustrated. Um, I'm going to give it a pretty solid 6 out of 10. It had some creepy moments, and overall it's, it's worth watching, but it didn't hold up for me as much as I remembered it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to say overall I'm going to give it a solid 6 out of 10. And for scary, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Because it had some scary moments, but overall, like, it just kind of... Those few scary moments aren't enough to really carry it to be a creepy movie throughout. For me. Alright, um, I am going to give it a... For overall, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. I think that it's a really, really good idea, but they didn't execute it well. For scariness, um, even though they were jump scares, I actually got startled a couple of times during this movie, which I can't remember the last time that a movie actually did that. Like, made me jump the way that I jumped in the beginning of the movie. Mm. So, I don't know. For scariness, I think I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. My rating is reversed. Okay. Yes. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 overall. Okay. Because I do remember having watched The Ring and being scared shitless by that. And then in 2007, I watched Dead Silence and I was like, that that's like the next scariest movie I can remember in my brain. Yeah. So I remember watching that and being like, ugh. But then I, you know, I, I always, when I give these ratings, I try to think back to the first time I watched that movie. Because like I watched The Ring recently and most of the time I was kind of like, yeah, I've seen it all before. But then, like, there's the scary parts that get me still. Yeah. But this was kind of the same way. You know, like, I now know the story. I've seen it a couple times since then. Uh, <coughs> scariness? I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 for scary. Because certain parts of that reminded me of amnesia. Okay. The most horrifying media I've ever ingested. Yes. I agree. Apart from maybe Witch Hunter, but um, oh, that's pretty high praise. 
Yeah, like some parts of it were very amnesia-like, and I was like, like when she's floating down the hallway and the curtains are blowing around her, and oh, you're right, yeah, her hand like coming around the corner, and and like hearing shit like that just gets to me. Hearing the breath sounds, like her being like, yeah, yeah, like ghostly yeah. whispers as they put it in the. Not to be confused with careless whispers. Ghostpers. <laughs> yeah. Careless ghost, ghostly whispers. Haunted <laughs> <laughs> by a disembodied saxophone. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dude, can you stop? I literally can't. <laughs> um, all right, so... What are we doing next? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's my pick next, it isn't is your it? Pick. You okay, said you listen. had something lined up. Listen. Listen. Listen, y'all. Polaroid was my pick. And then we did Mama, and then we did Let Go. Let lights Out. Lights Out. <laughs> Mama, Lights Out. Yes. Okay. You and then I did Dead Silence. You yes. picked Mama, so I picked Lights turn. Out. All right. Um, Wait, when did we say we were doing Dead Silence? Must have been the end of at Lights the end out. of Lights Out, yeah. yeah. Which we we recorded. We re-recorded Midsummer. We re-recorded Midsummer, but we re- recorded Lights Out like shortly after COVID hit. So back in March, and it's now November. All right, I am going to pick since we haven't really done one yet. Mm. Um, I'm gonna pick a slasher. Oh, and. <laughs> No, um, we are going to do the original Halloween movie. Oh, my. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Let's do it. We're going to do the original Halloween movie because we haven't done a slasher. Because he's the devil. Done lots of ghosts and lots of creature features, but we haven't done done any slashers. I'm excited for that. I am, too. It's been a long time since I watched the first Halloween. I don't know that I've ever seen it because slashers aren't my thing. Yeah, we were trying to take a little bit more requests. So if you guys have something you would like to hear our thoughts on, I have no idea why you would. But you can contact us at uh, houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. Or you can... I think that's it. You can Facebook us. You can Instagram us. You can also Um, write a letter to Longhand and just put Hounds of Horror on it and throw it in the mailbox. Longhand or Rosehand? Longhand. Longhand. Okay, my mistake. That literally will not get to us. Don't do that. Pigeons. Let's make that a thing. There will just be a million hounds of horror letters floating around the mail system. Who the fuck do we give these to? Send them to Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a federal crime for anybody else to open them, so. Hounds of horror at 20 Dozen Murders. (laughs) 20 Dozen Murders way. If you would like to support us, um, we would greatly appreciate it. It allows us to buy better equipment and sound better like our microphones. Hell yeah. Yes. And you can do that by going to Patreon and looking up Hounds of Horror and throwing a donation our way. And we're going to start doing some behind the scenes stuff. So like things that we edit out of our podcasts that you don't get to hear on the regular episodes and things of that nature. If you thought we rambled before, (laughs) oh oh my. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you will hear, when I edit stuff, sometimes you hear one of us say, oh, but you guys won't get that because I cut it all out. (laughs) If you want to know what those things were, Patreon may be for you. Sometimes (laughs) we won't actually upload those to Patreon because we say things that are not depends what they are. (laughs) But you would have access to a lot of really cool rewards and we're working on some cool stuff in the future. So definitely, if it's something you're interested in, if you want to support us and you want to have access to some exclusive rewards, find us on Patreon and support us there. And shortly, I'm going to start working on getting a website up 
once I get a website up, I'm going to hopefully create some merch um, that you guys can get. So some if you mulch. have some mulch. mulch. Hounds of Horror mulch. I'd um, buy it. <laughs> it's covered in blood. <laughs> some mulch is. red mulch. <laughs> but you, if you have any requests oh. for merch, anything that you would like on a shirt or a mug or something, let me know and I will hopefully get that sorted out. But also, as far as our Patreon goes too... We have some different tiers that once we hit them, once we hit a certain number of people signed up for our tiers, we will watch certain movies. Uh, I forgot about that. We will. Even though we talk about Feast every fucking podcast. We (laughs) did this time or last time. Well, we're doing it now. We're doing it now. (laughs) Look, guys, we want to make this. It's inescapable. It's honestly not that many, though. Uh, Yeah, we wanted to make this a great experience for you. And if you guys want to. If you guys want to punish us for all that we've done to you with all of our rambling, then support us on Patreon. Eventually. Yeah, if we get enough supporters on Patreon, we're going to watch Feast. And we'll give half the proceeds to charity. I can't wait. But prior to that, we will open up some Q&A episodes or maybe do a bonus episode here and there. A bonus episode. Tusk. That's on there, too. That's on there, too. Well, I'm going to be mad about it, so... I'm going to complain the whole time. I mean, I'm mad about it now, so. (laughs) Sometimes Max is mad. Sometimes Max isn't as mad. Exactly. (laughs) He was born a grumpy old man. All right. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us, and we hope that you're really enjoying the podcast. Just um, real quick, though, if you cannot financially support us, one way that you can support us that is super easy is just share us with your friends Go on to Apple Podcasts and like and subscribe and comment and get our numbers up because then that will help us out tremendously. So we really appreciate you guys listening and appreciate it if you made it this far into the podcast. Yes. Thank you all for the support. It's quite a ways in there now, isn't it? Indeedly do. We are in the double digits. We're all on this ride neck together now. That's for sure. This is our 19th episode. Oh my. Turn 19. Okay, bye. All right, bye.